0: Hello, dear listeners. It is I once again, DJ Star Sage, and uh, you're in store for a special edition, aren't they all special, of Surely You Just, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. Won't you sit back and relax, and uh, we will catch up with you today? I have Hubby Billy here with me. Hello. Haven't heard from him in a while, have you? Well, I. Uh, Today is a special affair, a to-do, if you will. No, we're not going to a social event or anything of that kind. Nothing that exciting, but it kind of is exciting, because what's happening today?
1: We got our first Sunday off in forever, and we get to run out and do things for the house. Yes, all of those little minutia things that we've been missing... For the house. And yes, that was no tie-in to DJ and Toppy's show, Matt Minutia, which records the first and third Friday of every month. So, we are going to go out and get all the little doodads and all the little pieces that I have looked at for years that said, you know, I should go buy a hole plug to plug that hole in the sink that everything falls down in. Honk. Well, today, we're going to do it hole plugs, brackets, curtain holders, you name it. We're buying it all.
0: No, we're not taking you with you in the shopping cart because people point and stare. But we will talk about it uh, once we've gone about those things. But right now, we're actually headed on over to the diner because um, you know, we're two guys that live together. He's my husband. Uh, Pay attention. But who likes to cook on their day off? So, we're going out for what would have been breakfast, but it's probably going to be more like lunch. And, uh, as they say, we will catch you in a bit. And we are back. We just came out from having our brunch. This is a Sunday afternoon, in case you didn't pay attention. And, uh... What did we have? Well, honey, what did you order?
1: I I ordered the family trough. Um, Normally I eat the same thing, just a light sandwich, maybe some home fries with onion. Today I went for the full stack of French toast. It was good. And then I decided to tempt fate by having my favorite, corn, beef, and hash. It's basically a bunch of processed mystery meat with potatoes and a side of bacon yes I think my heart just stopped but oh it was good And about eight cups of coffee with that
0: <laughs> and you know I wanted to do something a little different I usually have their version of a breakfast burrito because you know it's it's just a bunch of sausage meat and uh, Eggs, So it's kind of like what I have every weekday, just wrapped in a tortilla with the option of some hot sauce. And, of course, because it's diner food, it comes with a side of hash browns. Um, this is a cute little place near us in not-quite-apple-country. And um, it's basically in a plaza that once upon a time held a Kmart, probably about, ooh, 15, 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, it was so impacted by that loss that... Uh, they are still trying to find someone to take the lease to that Anchor store. Kmart, what's that? Well, that's where you went when you were a kid and, uh, you know, if your parents went shopping without you, you went up to the, uh, customer service counter and had them paged. Uh, anyways, so that was our cute little diner experience, but, uh, instead of the breakfast burrito today, I had basically it was like, um, eggs benedict but it had um, country gravy basically it's a sausage gravy and it was on top of english muffins with poached eggs and of course a side of home fries so that was uh my little uh, delight for the the brunch time as it were and now we are headed out to uh, the other parts of uh you know not quite apple country To get some thrifting in you know, when you go to the stores for the gently used goods because, uh, well why do we go to those places? Because we're cheap There's,
1: there's a lot of little things we need, and you know at the thrift stores, we usually make out like a bandit, like for your recording studio with the TV because, like any good person, you record in a corner so, we needed a really good mount because who doesn't need a really good mount? And they're like two, three hundred dollars. I found it for fifteen dollars. So, our way of making up the funds is to find things that normally would cost an arm and a leg, but we find them dirt cheap here so we can spend money on other
0: things like movies, and tchotchkes for the house. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that word means, tchotchkes is just a fancy, I think, Polish word for knickknacks. But, uh, you know, going through the thrift stores, it's a little bit like somebody's already been to our house because there's all sorts of odds and ends from projects that didn't get done and, um, well, maybe that just uh, not only didn't get done, but got up and went. <laughs> Kind of like the dog on the corner here. Uh, okay, random. Uh, <laughs> so we we're don't... gonna be doing that
1: after eating breakfast soon.
0: Mm, well, some of us had corned beef and hash. Ba-dum-bum. But um uh, bum. But you know, sometimes you find little odds and ends like the uh, curtain rod brackets and uh, you know shelving fixtures. And once we found a gently not quite used piece of butcher block counter that somebody had uh, already cut for a table and uh, we made that our kitchen island and butcher block is one of those things that uh you know is is uh, costs a pretty penny if you Seek it out by name.
1: Okay, that was the short and polite version of the story. The reality is, I hoard furniture every once in a while and it just happens. I already had a dining room table that I had for 10 years, a very nice contemporary glass one with a wood Mission base. It was nice. Unfortunately, my grandparents both passed away. They were in their late 90s. They had a 19 dinette in their basement intact with the seats absolutely perfect what am i supposed to do put it in the dumpster where my aunt wanted it to go hell no it went in our basement so that was the second dining room table and then the third dining room table was my grandparents' that was an oval one that had all the leaves, which replaced the glass top mission one. So you're following me. We now have only one extra dining room table out of three. Of course, I had to be in a thrift store and find another 1950s linoleum top Eames era table that was worth quite a bit of money. It was only five bucks and beside it was the laminate in perfect condition sideboard table that went with it for $3.99. So you know I had to buy it. Well, so now we have one extra mission glass style tabletop, one extra 1950s dining room top, so two extra tables. The butcher block one when we were in the Goodwill I saw an entire butcher block tabletop. It was about an inch and a half thick. It wasn't stained. It wasn't anything. It was perfect. When I showed DJ another table, you can just imagine the look. But he was not realizing that I was buying the butcher block tabletop for our kitchen island. See, he said the nice and short story, but the reality is we had about five dining room tables in less than a year from the Goodwill. But in all, most were free, and we only spent 20 bucks.
0: That was the 10 cent tour, and uh, yes, we were talking about a few years ago, because we've been in our house going on 10 years, and uh, nowadays, more recently, we're working on our kitchen which we'll get to in a bit, but, uh, you know, after uh, after breakfast, lunch, whatever you want to call it, uh, running our errands, just sort of catching up because, you know, it's been a while since you've heard from Hubby Billy, and uh, as many of us have learned in the experience of the past couple of years, everything old becomes new again because some of us have uh, had reasons to explore other employment, and some of us have experienced changes in our work environment. I have my own update on that as well soon, but, uh, I mentioned not long ago, Hubby Billy was considering a career change, so, uh, I thought I'd allow, because, you know, we are married, I've gotta let him have a word in once in a while, allow him to, uh, give you some insight into what went on lately with the shop around the corner and uh, dipping his toes in the water of him, of other employment
1: well i loved my job and i still love my job it's crazy it's fast-paced it's physical however when you have issues in a building and certain people are not confrontational enough to deal with it You're left to deal with it day in, day out without any fix. That was starting to get to me. And then when you have a peer who's learned to work the system and just show up every day and not do anything, that's even more work on your plate. So, I did what anybody would do in my situation because I tried the right way to deal with it and it didn't go anywhere. So, I started applying out. And a couple of places just looked at me and went, eh. Another place recognized my abilities and wanted to hire me and gave me an offer.
0: Unfortunately, this company hadn't reevaluated their wage table since before the pandemic. They thought they were offering what they felt to be a fair wage, but not for someone who spent half their life working life in the industry
1: and i gotta tell you i made that amount of money in 1999 now granted if you're taking a step back in 20 years worth of pay it's got to be the best job on the planet however it was as much responsibility as i have now for a little over $10 less an hour. So, if I want to hopefully get a better position with a company that won't be as stressful for, you know, just for not dealing with things, I at least would like to be the same pay for, you know, the same amount of work that I was doing. But, unfortunately, I had to turn them
0: down. So, one of the things that uh, I wanted to bring up to our listeners, the the ones of tens of you that there probably are, um, it's, you know, I've also myself have had uh, some thoughts around employment, especially since I've been at the candy shop over 10 years now. And, you know, there's been uh, clouds in the forecast, let's just say. But um, other than just simply updating my resume... Hobby billy has had somewhat of a different experience because in the past uh in his industry he has worked in positions and had responsibilities where he was in charge of the presentation aspect of a storefront where you put your merchandising out and it gets noticed by the customers so um vis-a-vis as they say in the the poly francais um You know, when it comes to people who have an office job like myself, resume is usually what you put out there to showcase your talents. But what do you call it when you do things that are more uh, visual, honey? You have a career resume. It's kind
1: of like where you have not just your resume, but you have examples of your work in a nice tightly made presentation. So your first page is something that entices the employer, possibly a picture of what you've accomplished in the past, your name, you want them to open it and see what else is going on. And inside this career resume booklet, you have a career path that shows a constant improvement In a constant growth of your knowledge where you worked and your experiences as a whole on one tight little page with corporate logos and everything. So they just need to look quick and they get to see where you've been, where you were, and how you got there. Your resume, examples of your work. It sounds like a lot and it kind of is, but it's a lot better than just handing a black and white piece of paper over. And I got to say, I got more second interviews with that booklet than anything. Unfortunately, the places, like I said, that wanted to hire me
0: don't pay the amount of money that they should. The uh, You know, the, the experience. Experience of creating that was interesting and it, it ended up looking sort of like a, a pamphlet a coffee table book because it's sort of a, a flip book of your career in pictures and you know, I was just uh, in awe of it because this is not something that working a desk job I had the opportunity to do because what are you going to do? Put pictures of spreadsheets out there with proprietary information? I don't think so so, uh, you, you had sort of a, a day in the sun, as it were, recently. After the disappointment of finding out you weren't going to be offered anything encouraging where you wanted to be, what happened at the shop around the corner that made it a little easier to stay behind?
1: Well, it's, it's almost a whole new shop around the corner because boss man, or boss lady, decided to move on to a different store. Okay, so now I have a new boss. And well, the peer that was supposed to be my equal slash equal work,
0: aka problem child,
1: left. So, I have an entire new ball game. Yes, there'll be some growing pains and Yes, there'll be some new adapting to different ways, and but it's almost like a whole new job. I love the work. I just didn't like the way that things are being dealt with or not dealt with. And that's changed. So, I gotta give it a couple of months just to see where this goes, and if it works out, I'm in a great position.
0: Meanwhile, it's just been nice that Hubby has been able to come home from work and not felt like he had to immediately start hitting his head against the wall. And uh, he actually got a compliment from his new boss on how he handled the store that evening. So that's been a nice change of pace.
1: I think that was only the third comment of praise since I've worked there. Over a year. Over a year. So and it's actually the way the company kind of works which is fine however normally with a job you're given a goal you are giving something to stretch for and accomplish but when you're not giving those goals and you're just told you did it wrong you would like to know how and you would like to know how to achieve something better But without being given the parameters to do that you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and somebody's jamming a stick in your spokes when you're doing it wrong and not adjusting or helping you to adjust so now there's groundwork there's this is how long it should take this is what i need this is how i would like it done so it's much Easier to plan out and feel accomplished within my job.
0: So, uh, trying to pick up from there, I don't have <laughs> any uh, great stories of accomplishment in the the realm of the candy cupboard, A.K.A. candy shop.
1: But I did warn you; I had eight cups of coffee.
0: Yes, you did. Uh, let's just say I'm I'm sort of competing for that title, but uh, anyways, so um, back at home in my little corner of the candy cupboard there, uh, I've put a few feelers out there, and um, well, as as it turns out, one of the uh, more interesting potentials was a position that was going to require me to work from 3 p.m. until 11 no, I'm sorry, but I am a married man, and I am facing middle age before too long, and uh, this strikes me as something more akin to somebody in their 20s, who is possibly still single, uh, and, you know, probably has much more of a social life, or at least trying to. So, uh, I, I didn't quite get to the point of an interview, or even finding out how much they paid, but once I learned that detail, I was like, okay... I think things are okay where they are, um, but yeah, all in all, not much has changed at the candy cupboard, aka candy shop, um, there's still no talk of the future, uh, although I think I've guilted my director into having her boss, uh, s- schedule some time in the future, uh, at least this is the promise anyways, we'll see if it actually comes to fruition, that, uh, my director's boss is supposed to talk about the future of our department because uh, this is someone, who, is someone who wears a couple of hats. We are not their only responsibility, and they have surely talked a hell of a lot about the other hat they wear, so it would be nice if for a change they uh, switched hats and talked about the, uh, the little side job they have, which is otherwise known as my director's boss, but uh, anyways, I, I, I understand that probably the best that I can hope for, for the time being is that when the day comes that they ask Old Haas to ride off into the sunset, uh, they might say, hey, you know what? You've been a pretty good customer here at the OK Corral. How about you stay behind the bar and serve some drinks for some folks? Because, you know, I, I already know that um, I'm probably not going to find another union job in... Uh, Oslo or not quite apple country so I might as well uh, stay with the, the devil I know if that opportunity presents itself but uh, we will cross that bridge when we come to it as they say we are actually just coming into the neighborhood of our next little stop here, another thrift store mind you so we will uh, pause and we will get back to you shortly
1: with having more coffee Ah, Good
0: so we have finished our window shopping, as we say when you don't spend that much money, really. And uh, Debbie has been of late working on our kitchen, making some final or in, doing final touches on that, and uh, you know sealing things up since we have been in the house almost ten years this fall just to say that we have finally finished our projects uh, that we uh, planned when we first moved in. So, what are some of the things that you have done in the kitchen to uh, give it a uh, finished look? Well,
1: we have finally put the finished paint color on what bare walls we have. And we have finished all the built-ins and the hutch with the lockers and we are right now working on egg and dart chair rail
0: and molding you say lockers now what do you mean by that
1: well when my old place closed we put the lockers up for sale and i figured what a fun way in a rustic kitchen to have storage so we found an old mahogany hutch at a thrift store go figure and we two tall stacks of lockers next to the hutch.
0: These were lockers that were from the break room at Hubby's old job at, uh, at Granger's department store. So they were meant for people to put their purses and bags inside of and lock up while they were on the clock. So... We were able to put those in on either sides of a hutch to give it sort of a hoosier cabinet look, but a more evolved because it had a lot more storage. And what color did you paint the lockers? Copper. So they're this warm, bright, brassy brown. And uh, what did you paint the cabinets?
1: The cabinets, I yes, I painted real mahogany, but the mahogany really didn't quite go and the stain and the urethane that they tried to fix it with just it didn't make the finish look that great on it anymore so I painted it all a white color and then I dry sanded it and then I added some burnt umber umber. it's a hard color to say burnt umber and then I bought some glaze, which is pretty much clear paint that extends the dry time. Put a little bit of the wall color paint into it. And then I dry brushed it, so it kind of has a nice distressed look.
0: And what color did you paint the base cabinets to give a little bit of flair to the kitchen?
1: Well. This one DJ doesn't quite agree with yet, but I hey,
0: folks, I will admit that I am partly colorblind. That doesn't mean I can't see the colors. There's just less difference between subtle shades.
1: They are more of a dark greenish teal. Very, very dark. So our kitchen is dark teals, coppers, and I in the process of painting a very nice dark. Coffee color, about eight inches down from the egg and dart molding around the room, and the walls are kind of an off-cream color.
0: And uh, we actually got recently started on this journey because uh, there is a little snafu with uh, (laughs) one of the mainstays of most people's kitchens. Um, Honey, what was it that uh, literally... Uh, was like a goose that was uh, tipsy from too many. You mean all the mice under the cupboards? No, that was when we moved in and they were living still. But no, what This I'll give you a big hint. The sink area? Oh, yes.
1: We had to find the largest, cheapest farmhouse sink we
0: could find. Not the sink. What went with it that broke recently? Oh, God. The faucet. We are, of course, uh, thrifty, and years ago, when we put in the sink, which we acquired at an Ikea, by the way, uh, I attended my dear friend, Lady Janet, Uh, shout out if you listen, I don't think you do, but Lady Janet um, got married the year after us, and when we went to her wedding down in the Maryland's... We were just a stone's throw from an Ikea, so on the way home we brought a sink with us because out here in the western New Yorks we don't have such a thing as Ikea. They refuse to do business where you don't have uh, millions and billions of people. So uh, we brought that home and for longest time we made do with a budget faucet on that. And uh, you know, it did the trick. It, it had, Certain features, like it had a sprayer in it, without having to have a separate, uh, you know, uh, faucet for it. But uh, over time, it just uh, it well it uh, gave up the ghost because uh, it it slid into kind of a sleeve to hold it between uses, and uh, of course, eventually, what happened to the base on
1: it? The base literally disintegrated the two inch plug that goes into the ceramic sink literally disintegrated There is absolutely nothing left of it it left a sharp edge that started wearing down the hoses to the control and the sprayer part of it so we were about a second away from
0: bursting a tube and, uh, of course, the wear also um, developed moisture, and there actually was a slight bit of rusting inside the fixture. So uh, we knew that the day was coming that we would have to replace it because, as I was saying, it looked a little bit like a goose had had a little too much to drink. It was on its side, and we had to, to prop it up. Um, you know, needed
1: lo- Viagra.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we we managed to finally replace that. In fact, um, you know, we, we'd had it for years, and we'd been meaning to replace it because it was just our budget, uh, functional, but semi-pretty, not the one we absolutely... was the way. Yeah, it was not the one we wanted, but the, it's the one that we settled for because we could afford it. And um, we managed to find something... He- fairly halfway stylish recently and it wasn't even um terribly priced either of course when you do your shopping you don't necessarily look at the price tag you look at the picture and you say oh I like that or that's ugly uh can I find something that's a little bit like this or like that but we found one and it it was actually in the direction that we wanted to go and uh what happened that we managed to actually get it at a decent cost
1: We wanted a small toilet Upstairs in our main bathroom Because it's still tiny It's a 1960's house So we wanted a smaller size footprint toilet Not one that you would put in for, you know, school kids But pretty darn close And the only place to order these from Was the big A shop And...
0: Named after the rainforest, you know.
1: It arrived. Okay. And I put it in. A day or two later, a second one showed up at the door. A whole other toilet. So, I got a hold of them and said, listen, I got sent two. I was almost an hour on the phone with them, trying to convince them that I actually received two toilets so far and they told me but well, they only have record of two however the second one is still in shipping so to make a long story short they almost sent a third one they were able to cancel the third one
0: this is the other year folks
1: and they picked up the second one However, because they cancelled the third one, it acted like it returned the toilet. And after two hours of talking to them to try to get them to charge our credit card for the toilet, they said, don't worry about it, it's on us. So we got a whole toilet. now. We opened up a card with them because they had a special where you get a $200 gift card. Okay, so not only did we get a free toilet, but we also got a $200 gift card. Now, that's what I call customer service. Giving your customers a free toilet and a $200 gift card.
0: So, we were able to use the balance of the gift card and basically get our new faucet at half the price and it was uh, quite a bit more stylish than we thought was in our budget range. So uh, that was kind of the, uh, you know, the, the icing on the cake in a good way because now we have a focal point in our Pretty for Peanuts kitchen. And yes, that is a quote from one of my favorite 90s movies, Madhouse, that we discussed on that other show I do about film and television trivia, Matinee Minutia. And um, on that note, of course, we are coming up on another episode shortly around the corner here. On uh, this coming Friday the 1st, we're going to be discussing the early 1980s film with Donald Sutherland. And uh, this is a film about... A an Englishman, or at least who we think's an Englishman, who's actually a spy in hiding. He's a spy for the Germans. This is during World War Two, and he's seen some things he shouldn't. But he's got it on film, and now he's gone into hiding. And, um, you know, uh, the, the plot thickens because he uh, gets into a, a boating accident and ends up spending time with a young couple, and, uh, well, you'll just have to uh, tune in to find out what happens, or you could watch the movie ahead of time. It's on Tubi, one of my favorite free services out there, T-U-B, like in boy, I, Tubi.tv, if you're going to on the web, or you could find it on Roku, just type out Tubi. Eye of the Needle with Donald Sutherland. Now, you might ask, what have I been up to lately? Well, of course, I have been working from home still. It looks like that's just um, the, uh, the way of the future these days. It's not temporary anymore. And uh, let's see, what have I been doing in my spare time? Well, I've been playing more, or at least I, I got back into playing Star Trek Online which has been out there now for about 13 years now, people. So, um, you know, if you like games or if you have a PlayStation, because it is exclusive... Well, actually, you can do it on the PC, too. Uh, Star Trek Online is um, basically fully supported by the folks at Paramount and CBS. So anything that goes on in the story is considered relevant to the films and television and movies that have been already made. So, you get a lot of the actors who were actually in those programs doing the voices of their characters in the adventures of the online game. And, uh, well, a while other than doing the online game, I've been watching a 70s sitcom with the famed uh, 80s sitcom actress B. Arthur, who was in Golden Girls, of course, uh, in the 70s, well before, she was in a TV series called Mod. Some of you have heard of this, maybe you haven't. Well, no coincidence, that's available to watch on Tubi also. So, while I've been playing around with old laptops, because I'm a nerd and, you know, taking things apart like toaster ovens. Um, just kind of uh, keep me going. I play around with old laptops while watching Maud, and I find out little things like Rue McClanahan. Well, before she was on uh, Golden Girls would be Arthur. She had guest appearances as her best friend, Vivian, which is interesting because that was the name of the actress who played Lucy's best friend on I Love Lucy. But uh, Maud also starred... 80s, the uh, fame actress Adrienne Barbeau, who was also in Swamp Thing, and uh, my favorite Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School. So, lots of television and uh, playing around with old laptops, and uh, yes, my favorite distribution of Linux because you asked <laughs> is um, well, it's a Ubuntu, but with a KDE. Uh, desktop so it's technically called Kubuntu so it sounds like it's a, a breakfast cereal but I assure you it's not but I've been having fun playing with that on my only year old laptop that I, I managed to get during the pandemic because we saved money from my uh, not having to commute and I was a good boy so hubby said I could get some new tech and um, you know we're, we're trying to decide on what that's going to be this year but um, the jury's still out on that Um, I haven't quite caught up on my coffee with Hubby, but I have been having sugar. Can you tell? Can you tell? Anyways, we are uh, rounding the bend. I see a a house on the hillside here, which means we're getting close to home. And uh, I will expect to see you in the chat room on Friday, April 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern for Matinee Minutia. Click the tower for streaming audio enter discord for chat or if you're feeling adventurous and you want to see us in person or at least myself you can see us on youtube so without further ado i will bid you a fond farewell there'll be any parting last words i hope you
1: all stay safe and healthy out there and good luck working on
0: your home if you have to Alrighty, you can tweet me on Twitter at DJStarsage and email me djstarsage at gmail.com. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. This has been an
1: OliBug production.
0: Just gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up.
1: The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes
0: like burning
1: with Tim. I'm
0: James Unique Voices in Podcasting
1: The Shy Life Podcast with me Paul the Shy Yeti
0: UnivazPods.net.